Hey, Cameron. Hi, Chad. This is a painted shape with Cameron and Chad. I'm it fun. is. I hit my head against the microphone. I got too close. Oh, okay. That's my opening. I'm stupid. That works. That's pretty good. It is what the it is what the the people want. Probably. I hope so. Oops. I don't know. What's new with you? Um So my neighbors it turns out are selling their house. Oh, really? Which is um it's kind of weird, right? Cuz like I I like my neighbors cuz we don't bother each other or see each other or talk to each other. Like we just we stay out of each other's way and it's great. They got two dogs, and they're really cute, and sometimes I say hi to the dogs. I don't say hi to the people, I say hi to the dogs. I like the dogs, but they're also well-behaved. Um, and so it's like, oh, well, I hope I hope the the roulette wheel of neighbors doesn't in in my disfavor. I said that weird, but, you know, like, I can't just, like, pack up and leave, right? Like, I, I, I own the place now. It wasn't like when you're in an apartment or whatever, and you're just like, oh, the neighbors suck. Well, I can at least find another apartment, maybe, like... Well, actually, the housing right now is kind of shit everywhere, but you get the point, right? Like, I'm really tied to this place, so it's kind of nerve-wracking. But also, I decided, well, I wonder how much they're asking for their house. And they're asking for, like, $250,000. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, yeah, it's a bit bigger than mine, and the interior is pretty nice. I just went through the pictures. But, like, I only paid 130 for mine. Uh, housing right now is absolutely crazy. It is fucked up. And, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing is wild. I... I I don't know how to what to make of it, but I could probably get more for my house now that I fixed it up a bit than what I paid for it. But I also don't want to leave because I actually like my house. I agree. Yay, we did it. We solved the problem. Okay. Sorry, wait. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to weigh in or not because I don't even know what your house looks like. Um. Yeah, I don't really have like pictures. I I, I do you I, have an upstairs? I I have a, I have a main floor and I have a basement. Okay. And, uh, got, stairs got a couple are bedrooms. for squares. Got some stairs. The stairs are definitely for squares, which I use. And my cat uses. He's pretty squarish. Uh, I got a burp. I'm just waiting for it. Come on. Any second now. Maybe I'm not going to burp. What if I'm just going to leave the listeners hanging? In the industry, we call that a hook. Okay. My, oh, the month's almost over. My month of sobriety. Which, um, nice. I I didn't start, and I had a bad week, so I'm gonna drink extra beers tonight to honor your memory. Yeah, you can you can have one for me for sure. Uh, it's I, I've had a couple of uh, I've had a couple of off days where I had a few, but on the whole, it's been a pretty good month as far as not as not drinking. That's good. I got tomorrow off, and so did my parents, and they're just like, "Hey, you want to go get a Bloody Mary at like eleven o'clock?" And I'm just like, "Yes, yes, I do. That sounds awesome." So I'm taking a mulligan tomorrow, and I figure it's close it, enough. It's a day. Who cares? I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um, I feel I felt really bad last week. Yeah, you got to skip a show. You got that second there shot. Yeah, it's rough. I, it's weird. My parents are both having a really hard time getting appointments. Really? But I got my second already. And then I went to Walmart today, and they have, like, walk-in appointments. They're like, hey, we have, like, several openings for vaccines. And they kept, like, saying it on the PA. And it's like, I'm telling my parents, like, well, you just go to Walmart. And they're like, no, we'll wait for the appointment one. And it's, it's the same, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Honestly, like, it's, 
If you go to Walmart, those ones are probably like, oh shit, we opened the vials, we have to give this many away, we have to throw it away, like, you're, you're wasting it less if you get an impromptu one, because if it doesn't get used, it gets junked. But, I'm just happy people are getting it, like, Minnesota and Wisconsin, I think, are, I think 30% fully vaccinated and like 40% first shot, but then lacrosse, where I live, is like around the 50% first shot, so like, that my city's doing really well. Um, so that's good. You know, I can't... Oh, here, you're tracking. Um, so California is at 46% have their first dose. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, and I feel like the rollout's been... Now that like everybody can get it, I don't... I, I'm not unhappy with it, right? Like, there are concerts that are cropping up, like, a handful of months out, and it's like, I actually think these ones might not get canceled. Like, I think we I think we can do it. So, I want I want live music so bad, Cameron. You have no idea. Well, I could, I could do live music for you. I got my automaton and my slide whistle. I don't know if that would be the same, but I appreciate the, uh, the offer. Okay. Um, so I guess... If we want to get into boring talk, um, and we're, we're on the topic of this, the, yeah, uh, well, on the topic of the vaccines and stuff, I wasn't, uh, wasn't feeling good last week. And so while I'm kind of recovering, it's like, I want to, I want to just get lost and not think about stuff. So I don't think about how much my body hurts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my final fantasy subscription expired cause I, I caught up on the story and there's not really anything else to do. And so I went back to WoW, and man, it's awful. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's really interesting um, how quickly people are bouncing off this expansion. There was just a big patch, and a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, I played for a week, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go try Final Fantasy. Wow. Like the, it, Final Fantasy actually has this really bad uh, WoW refugee problem, where a lot of people are coming in who think they know how to play the game because they've been playing WoW for 10 years. And it's like there's subtle differences that they're not picking up on that are, like, wiping groups because they're not used to, like, challenging content. Sure. Um, And so it's just kind of, like, it's it's all just turning into noise. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no I want to get away. And so for whatever reason, I went back to Elder Scrolls Online. So it's funny. Uh, when you said, you're like, hey, I might talk about Elder Scrolls tonight. My immediate thought was like, oh, I guess he's playing Skyrim again or something. I forgot you actually played that MMO. I hate Skyrim. I So that's the other part. I don't like any of the Elder Scroll games except the MMO. That, that checks out. I, uh, I tried Oblivion because that's a good one. Some people say it's the good one. And I, I don't know, I get 12 minutes into it and it's like, I know this is still technically just the tutorial and I haven't tapped the amazing world that is Oblivion, but it's like, I just, I'm not feeling it. Sure. Um, I tried Skyrim and Skyrim is designed in such a way that it's just a series of walk from point A to B and then like your character will get stun locked and do a thing where like a level 80 dragon is killing you, but it auto saved next to the dragon. So you can't leave. Oh no. Like, that happened, like, four times, so I just kind of stopped playing Skyrim. Um, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I, don't, I don't find the world, and, you know, it's all very 
brown and gray. And in a way, it's just so boring that I don't put up with the shortcomings. I, I feel like I put up with some really bad game design problems. If I care. Sure. And Skyrim never got me to care, I guess. Um, Elder Scrolls Online doesn't do better, but it hasn't been as bad of an experience as Skyrim, <laughs> I oh, guess. Wow. Like, I, I haven't gotten into a situation where I'm, like, I'm save-locked in a bad dungeon or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I'm stuck, I can turn around and go do something else, and I can explore, and um, and I'm a vampire, and so, like, I'll, I'll use my vampire powers to, to kill all the bandits, but then I come back covered in blood, and I have, like, big fangs, and so it they scare the villagers, and they won't let me buy things. Like, I want to sell all my stuff I stole. And they're like, ah, don't hurt me! And they'll run away, and the guards will, like, kick me out of town. And it's like, wow, this is like an actual RPG and not an MMO. Yeah, that sounds, like, kind of cool if you're into that kind of game. Like, at least it, it feels, like, dynamic, right? Like, Yeah. It's also really, really flexible in a way that other games aren't. Um, Much like a traditional, like, Elder Scrolls kind of RPG. Uh, you pick a class, but your class abilities are only, like, one of the sources of abilities you get. So it's like, if you pick the rogue, you'll get, like, a cool stealth ability, or you can teleport behind somebody and stab them with your daggers. But you can just equip a staff and level up your magic and cast spells. Oh, that's cool. And you get stuff like you can wear whatever armor you want. So if you just wear a bunch of heavy armor, your heavy armor ability will level up and you can actually unlock like heavy armor based abilities. You can mix and match stuff and the crafting is all really fluid. Like it, it's not limiting like MMOs usually are. They kind of like lock you into a train of development. Yeah. And this is kind of like, oh, welcome to the Mages Guild. Uh, you're a member because you discovered us. And now whenever you find lore books, you'll level up your mage powers. I, I like that, because it lets you be a bit of everything. I remember uh, Kingdoms of Amalur was a little similar to that, where, like, you could yes. spec into jack-of-all-trades, right? Like, you, you made your character, and you just kind of level up what you wanted to. And the great thing about, like, jack-of-all-trades is once you put enough points into everything, you, like, automatically unlocked a later skill in each tree, just so you could have all of them. And so you could play with all the weapons, you could cast a bunch of different kinds of spells, you could do, like, cool rogue abilities, and it's like, I don't know why anybody would want to pick a specific spec when I can have literally everything. And it's like, oh, because that was a long game where I was like, I'm getting kind of bored of hitting stuff with a sword, I'll pull out, you know, a wizard staff and just shoot spells for an hour. Like, it kept the game so dynamic, and it made me feel like, like, the actual hero I was supposed to be, because I could do fucking everything. It's like, oh, it's that guy, he can save us, and it's like, yes, I can. I have giant swords and also other weapons in case the giant swords don't work. Yeah, isn't that more fun? <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, so that's been kind of neat. Like, it, it, practically every MMO just tries to be either a Warcraft clone or they try to be something that isn't really an MMO. That sounds so, accurate. Like, yeah, so just coming back to Elder Scrolls Online, it's like, oh, you know, they keep updating this game. Like, I haven't touched it in a year, and there's been, like, so much more DLC and stuff. Like, I, I have content to do on top of the story stuff I haven't done yet. Um, Vampire's actually got, like, new abilities and new animations that are better. And it's like, I got this, uh, I'm working on this tank build 
where I'm a vampire, but I have magic staff and plate armor, and I'm just putting all my points into abilities that, like, leech life from people around me. And so it's like, I'll just, like, throw fireballs from a distance, and a crowd will come over, and I just, like, constantly funnel their health into me until they all die. Nice. And it's like, I got these, like, uh, I have a stealth ability, but I was able to spec it where instead of turning me invisible, it gives me, like, a magic shield. So it's like, now it's just a defensive cooldown instead of an escape. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter that I move slow, because you can't kill me. Yay. But I don't know. It it's interesting. I, I in the background I have someone playing Morrowind on stream. Oh yeah. And it's like this guy loves Elder Scrolls. Like he knows the lore and the iconic characters and moments. And it's like, man, I wish I gave two shits about the world. <laughs> that would be sprinkles on top of the fun gameplay. But it's like I still don't care that much. I've never I just played an be Elder a Scrolls game. Um I hear about them a lot, and some of the stuff I hear is like, that sounds really cool, and most of it's like, that sounds exhausting. Like, I still haven't beaten Doom 2. I'm getting really close to being done with that, but I play like, maybe an hour a week if I'm lucky, otherwise it just kind of slips my mind that I'm playing Doom. Uh, I have issues with, with some of the late stages of that game, as far as like, difficulty spikes, and there's just some weird gameplay design change choices, but on the whole, like, I do like the game, it's fun. Uh, I'm just so bad at playing video games now, like, I would rather do so many other things, or I just don't have time. And it's it's just crazy, like, the person I've turned into. Cause, like, high school me was like, no, video games are, like, the reason you exist. And it's like, wow, I'm glad I'm not that guy anymore. He sounds boring. I'm still that guy. You're not that guy. You do other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You draw, and you, you write sometimes, and you... You do this cool podcast with your friend. This opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Yeah, but don't I just spend the whole time like describing cringy Mario cartoon stories? Those are my favorite, though. We should one of these days we should watch a Mario episode. Yeah, um, I love like each episode is racist in a different way. <laughs> it sounds, but fun. it's always like Italian, like they. They'll go someplace, and it's, like, themed around a, a random country. But then it's, like, the running gag is that Mario likes Italian food. So it's, like, they go to this, like, leprechaun world where everyone's Irish. And so it's, like, oh, we have um shepherd's pie and meatballs and spaghetti beer. or so It's, like, they'll just, like, randomly take Italian things and force it into whatever the region is. And it's like, they'll go to Japan and fight Samurai Koopa, but also, like, the head samurai will say, well, here's some ravioli sushi, <laughs> and Mario's like, my favorite! And it's just weird, because it's not, the payoff to the joke is non-existent. There's things yeah. I like about it, but that show is really, like, it's it's got ups and downs where it's like, man, I, I wonder how this show would be made today. That could be a fun episode, especially since we don't always have content. We just talk about <laughs> Elder Scrolls. I'm I'm surprised Elder Scrolls is still around because I haven't heard or thought about it that game, and I feel like two years. And you were clearly playing it a year ago, so I don't even know if you were talking about it at that time. Like, it just it's like, oh yeah, I guess that was a thing that existed. Like, when did that come out? Oh, 2004. 
Is is it been around that long? There's no way. Well, wait, what? Skyrim or Elder Scrolls? No, the the MMO. Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Uh, 2014. Jeepers Christ, that is a long time ago. And they've and got I, like a really big expansion coming out in a couple months. I mean, it's cool it's still going. I guess like it's cool World of Warcraft is still going in some ways. Like even if you're not maybe enjoying the new content and a lot of people are leaving, like the fact that it's still just this constant, right? And then like g- the gaming world. It's like, oh yeah, World of Warcraft, almost 20 years old. Fuck it, keep going. Yeah, I wonder, like it, it almost feels like Warcraft's on its last legs. Not not just because of the age, but whenever the design doesn't work and all the systems are overlapping and clashing and none of them feel good, and the graphics are what they are, like I think that's the weirdest thing. When I hop to Elder Scrolls or Final Fantasy, whenever I come back to WoW, I'm immediately jarred by it. It's like, oh yeah, they got hard polygon limits on this. Like they're trying their best to make up for it, but WoW. Yeah, yeah, like... It'll be interesting because World of Warcraft can't, like, last forever, right? And it's all server-based, so, like, when that does stop, like, people are going to just, like, lose their characters. What? Unless they, yeah. I don't know, like, like, like that's got to happen, right? Like, they're not going to just... The, the servers have to, like, go down at some point. Yeah. And people that have, like, thousands and thousands of hours in this game, it's just, it's gone. I mean, it's sort of like uh, that, uh, that shooter we like, um, Lawbreakers. But we don't we didn't yeah. we weren't invested in the characters because it was like oh you pick a, you go like you don't level up or nothing but just like I'm still salty about that game being gone and I can't play it but I paid for it World of Warcraft if you've been playing it for this long like holy shit what are you gonna do well and that's the other part like some people are talking about whatever project they're working on at Blizzard there's always like a rumor mill that the next thing they're working on is Warcraft two right yeah but it's like World of Warcraft 2 won't work because it basically means it's either like a slight upgrade to what's already there or it's a literal fresh start, which means you won't have all your sunk costs collections and stuff carried over. Right. Like like the reason WoW clones don't work when they come out is because they only have one launch game worth of content versus like the launch game and five expansions. So it's like you get to max level and you do the one raid and it's like, and we'll, we'll have an expansion next year. And it's like, oh, well, WoW has like three expansions I can go back to. Right. And it feels small by comparison. And it's like you unlock your mount. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a horse. I, I, on WoW, I got a cool dragon that can fly. And so it's like the same thing would happen with World of Warcraft 2 where you'll unlock a really cool new looking horse and you'll be playing the really cool, you know, uh, elder flame class and it's like wow this is totally new but i i got a horse i kind of went i had a fire dragon that'd be cooler is there a fire dragon yet and it just won't feel the same yeah i mean like i'm when i left wow like i had a dinosaur and a tiger and a dragon and uh a bunch of other stupid shit because i collected mounts because i had nothing fucking better to do Got a ram that had like beer kegs uh and so, yeah, like, the idea of starting over, and it's like, hey, I hit level 40, I get to buy, like, this color horse, or this color horse, or this color wolf, or this color wolf. And it's like, oh, that... I mean, it's one of those things, like, unlocking the cool stuff doesn't feel good unless you've had the shitty stuff right, or the stuff everybody else had. Like, the whole point of 
getting the cool thing is to look cool, and you can't do that if everybody looks cool, which I think was probably one of the issues with World of Warcraft right now, right? Like, everyone's been playing so long, you have, like, this giant collection of stuff. Like, everybody... It's hard to stand out if everybody stands out. Yeah, it's also... um, I was just thinking about Invincible. Uh, The Lich King drops a horse mount at a rate of, like, 0.1%. And there's people that run that raid every single week. And that's like their weekly tradition is, oh, it's Tuesday, I'm going to run Lich King again. And nope, I didn't get them out. And they've been doing this for like 10 years now. Okay. They like finally get them out. And then they announce, we're going to have Warcraft 2. Then we're going to sunset the World of Warcraft servers. It's like. I don't know that you'd start up Warcraft 2. <laughs> you might no. probably take a break and might not come back. Here's the other um, thing, though, is, like, after doing doing that for so long, when you eventually do get the mount, because I did that with uh, Baron Riverdare's Jest Charger and then the uh, that uh, Druid one you could get off that one boss and level 70. I can't remember what it was called. But that was a lot of grinding, and I would run those things every day. And I got it down, or it wouldn't take very long, but I would I would do it. I eventually got them both, and it's like, hey, this is cool. And you stand around and Orgrimmar or whatever for a little bit, and you're like, I look cool. Why am I playing this game? This is so stupid. Like it, I never really had a, a, a sense of accomplishment when I got those, because at that point, it really didn't matter. Um, and eventually, like I created like a cast random macro with all my favorite mounts, and I would just... That's how I would switch mounts. It's like, oh, I got to mount up. I wonder which one I'm going to get. But I, it 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 wore off so fast. It, it just kind of was just like, it wasn't worth it. It was just a reason to log in and play the game because I was paying for it. Right. I, I, I guess I normally play MMOs with like a goal in mind. And as soon as I achieve that goal, I'm kind of like, I feel satisfied for now and I stop. So it might be like I'm gonna level this class up, or I'm gonna get that one, uh, that one mount from that reputation thing. So it's like, okay, if I grind for two months, I'll get it. So I'll do that for two months, and I get the thing, and it's like, well, I'm good, and I just never touch that character again. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I oh man, there's like a PvP mount I wanted for my dwarf because he's like he looks all like dirty, um, like he he's got like brown dirty clothes and. Uh, he looks kind of mangy, and there was this PvP mount you could get that was a giant rat, and it's like I need that rat. It's perfect for him. And wow, like the months I spent grinding and dealing because it was like an open world PvP thing. It wasn't like a a battleground, you know. Okay. So you're just dealing with like strangers, and free for all event would happen, and then like a NPC boss would show up and kill everyone, and you lost your progress. And it's like it was really wild, and. I wouldn't even describe most of it as fun, but I put up with it and I got the rat and it's like, I have not touched that character since like, it's been three years and he's like not leveled for current content right now. Cause it's like, no, I did it. I I earned the rat. I wanted, (laughs) he's done. It was so neat. Like, like when you're, it's like when you find your own goal, right? Like some of the stuff I was doing in game, just like, okay, I wanted this mount. Um, Killing this boss by myself at level seven, you know, level eighty with good gear was still hard because it was like a level seventy heroic boss. And so figuring out how to do that and how to get to him without pulling mobs and how to like, you know, there was kind of a fun. It's like a heist. 
or whatever, right? I gotta sneak by everybody. I gotta do the do the dungeon puzzle bits by myself without fucking up. And like, you get good at it. And you're like, this is kind of cool that I can do this because there's probably not a lot of people that can. Um, running old raids, running old dungeons, like stuff like that was always pretty cool. And then Blizzard started kind of nerfing some of it because. Oh, people were making a lot of money, and it was breaking the economy. But at that point, the economy was fucking stupid. It didn't matter anyways, because everyone had tens of thousands of gold. But it's like, yeah, but you're not making the gold the way we want you to make it. You gotta do your daily quests. I was like, no, I don't want to do those. I want to go kill this douchebag once a week and get, like, 100 gold off him and then not have to worry about money for a week. It, it was it was such a weird experience towards, you know, my end of that game. And, I, and that was a long time ago now. Yeah, you know, it's weird right now because you can use gold to pay for your subscription. Um, Which is crazy because then that obviously, like, changes the the dynamic of, like, okay, you're making money, but not in a way we wanted you to. But you're actually buying subscription time with it, which is how we make our money. So this is wrong? Like. What? Because, like, when I was, if I was, like, cheating the game and killing stuff for money that wasn't meant to be killed by one person, so it always dropped a lot of money. Um, and they patched that because like that was bad for the economy or whatever. But the economy doesn't really matter. It's it's a video game. Like, and at that point, everything was so inflated that it also didn't matter. But now that you can spend money on for you know subscription time, which normally costs fifteen bucks, like I think they would like their worry about what how you can and cannot make money in the game seems a bit more valid because you're actually like redeeming it for kind of a real world thing. You're you're turning gold into $15 and then giving that to Blizzard. And so if you're doing something unintended, I could see, like, now they have a more valid reason to patch that. But when I did it, it was just because they were dicks. Well, sort of. I mean, they benefit. So if anything, they, they might want to encourage some people to... <laughs> um, Like, they make more money off of that. And then the gold actually it fluctuates with demand, so it, they could completely like ruin the economy, and they would still be making the same amount of money. That's true. It was cool, and then they turned Anixia into a a new raid. They redid her, but fighting her as like solo as a druid was really fun because she dropped like four or five hundred gold for a bit, but it would take you like a half an hour to kill her, and if you fucked oh, up. Man, the balance is so bad right now, uh, PvP. Like, druids can one-shot pretty much anyone else. How? And then there's this really weird combo where, like, mages and rogues or something, where there's, like, a rogue combo where you push a button and you'll teleport behind your target and then use another ability where you stun them, and while they're stunned, they take extra magic damage. And then your mage just, like, fireball, 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 and you're dead before you're out of the stun. And it's like, it's it's just not functional. Like, PvP's in a really bad state right now. And it's like, this game has been going on for how long, and you guys can't figure this out? Well, that's funny, because that, that hasn't changed, right? When I was playing the game, the whole point of PvP was, what's the dynamic you can figure out to fully shut down your opponent and kill them before they can move? And yeah. It's always been the goal, and, and the classes change in and out of who's able to do that. But typically, rogues are involved, because... They're assholes, and Blizzard's like, you know what's great is characters that can stun other characters, which is a philosophy they've taken to all their other fucking games. I love, in Heroes of the Storm, you can get a passive on Lucio, where if he's grinding on a wall, you can't freeze him or stun him or anything. 
or even slow him down. And it's like, I kind of wish they would put that in Overwatch because that would change up the dynamic of the, the constant, um, like crowd control issues. Like if there's one character that you cannot stun lock and they can push you away, it would force you in a different strategy sometimes, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I like that, like, World of Warcraft's been around since, like, 2004, and it's like, you know what we can do is still bitch about World of Warcraft's game balance, because it's literally never been perfect, and I don't know how you make it perfect with that many different characters, and then specs, and then obviously you have PvP and PvE. People want different things out of it. I'm glad I don't work on that game. It sounds hard. Yeah, but also, like, they intentionally separated PvE and PvP. Like, PvP has separate abilities and stats. Which is funny, because for the longest time they refused to do that, even though people were like, yeah. oh, you could just do this, Guild Wars does this, and, and everyone's, it's way more balanced, people have fun. They're like, no, we can solve this. Give hunters more bad abilities. And they're like, okay. You didn't solve it. Oh, what if the Death Knights are really overpowered right now? Also not solving the problem, but at, at least you're playing with numbers? I don't know. Yeah, so then what's weird is that they separated the two, and it got worse. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so it's hilarious. like, why don't you guys, you know, there, there's like this PvP ability that's killing everybody and takes like no skill to execute correctly. Just reduce the damage a little bit and see if that helps. Like, I, I know it's not easy to just magically balance the whole game, but it's like, I feel like they're not trying or they're not paying attention. It's like they're not aware of what happens when you queue up for a game and this happens like. I could try three games in a row, and I guarantee two of the three games, I'm not going to have a chance, like a remote chance. Right. It's like, if you're not playing your own game, you won't notice this. And it just sounds like people complaining in the forum. But if you go home after work and just play for an hour, or on the clock, I don't care, ah. it, it, would, it would be like, you would notice these flaws. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, and it, of course my experience, it's funny, like, how some things have changed and other things have just not, and I feel like every time we talk about World of Warcraft, I, like, I say that, but it is, it is, it's still that carrot on a stick, and it's yeah. just, the bunny's really sad and depressed now, but it still can't get that carrot. Yeah, um, Elder Scrolls has a weird, uh, there's, there, it's interesting, PvP is not a focus, even though it was like the trailer was about PvP. Um, the community didn't respond to PvP well. It's still there, and it's kind of fun, but basically you have like a PvP build, or you don't. And it's like, uh, I get it. I understand how that would happen. Um, the PvE, I'm reading up, I'm like, well, what's the meta? And people figure out, like, this is the best DPS, or this is this, or this is that. And there's always, like, one guy that's like, well, I don't know, I do it this way, and it's fun. And I go, yeah, that works too. And it's like, oh, that's so refreshing to read. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, boy, I, <laughs> the, 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 like, rabid snark that some of these games come up with. And the communities are bizarre. Did I ever tell you about, like, the DPS structure in Star Trek Online? Uh, no. There is, like, a hierarchy of elitism. Um, so there's, like, a DPS tracker tool you can download, right? And it'll 
it'll like measure the system logs as you play and calculate what your DPS is and what the most, you know, like when you used your buffs correctly and when things lined up right. And, um, and at the end of like a dungeon or something, it'll give you your DPS total average, right? Okay. If you, if you hit certain tiers, it will automatically invite you to a group chat of people with that tier. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you can find players that are around your skill set or gear level set. Um, and you can ask you can share notes. You can go like, "Oh, hey, cool. Do you want to do a run of this?" Like, "Oh, yeah." And since everyone's like on the same level, no one really gets angry at each other. And eventually, you'll get that really nice tier set. And then that synergizes with your plasma beams you've been collecting. And now you enter a new tier set. And it will automatically invite you to that group chat where everyone makes fun of all those yellow players. Those stupid babies are still down in the yellow tier. We're the blue tier. And eventually you'll get past the blue tier and you get invited to the gold tier. And the gold tier players are like, I can't believe those blue tier players are even still playing the game. And it gets like more angry as you progress. I'm not and surprised, like, but I am just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a predictable behavior but it's like I, I remember like I was in like the low tier when I figured this out I was like oh that's cool and I fixed some things and I got up a tier and I chatted with the low tier people and I would just help them out instead oh <laughs> like, nice it's like nah this isn't fun I'd rather just like th- this this game literally is not a contest like I, I don't. Uh, there's no bragging rights when you go down to the Comic Con and say I got top DPS in Star Trek Online. The the chicks don't fall for you. Oh, imagine that. Someone on Reset Arrow is like, "Is there a funnier movie than Napoleon Dynamite?" And I was what? like, "Yes, literally all of them." <laughs> Citizen Kane. Or is, is there a comedy film in the last twenty years that's better than Napoleon Dynamite? Is I guess the correct question. But my answer is still yes, literally all of them. I would rather watch a shitty Adam Sandler movie than that fucking movie. The last 20 years. Um, you know what? Ghostbusters. Um, I feel like like the last 20 years is a lot of goddamn movies. Like there's been at least a couple Austin Powers movies, right? I don't know. I honestly, there's like a blurry line where the first movie that came to mind was actually something that came out in 93, so I don't know. Now I want to know when the Austin Powers movies came out. I guess, like, I mean, most of the Marvel movies are kind of like comedies at this point. Oh, how about... Um, All of those are funnier than Napoleon Dynamite. Attack of the Clones. That's technically funnier. Yeah. So, the last 20 years would be 1999. No. 2001. So, Goldmember came out in 2002. So, Goldmember is, 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 uh, is, I guess, a valid answer. I feel like I should know more movies, but I don't. Oh, okay. So I did a, I did a search and I found this clickbait article about the best comedies in the last twenty years. Um, a couple of these I do like. There's Best in Show. Uh, School of Rock. Oh, School of Rock was great. Shaun of the Dead. Also good. Um, but um, but da da da. Idiocracy. Also great. Oh, people like Borat, right? Didn't see it. Um. Don't Anchorman. want to. Anchorman is pretty funny. Even though I think it's probably been quoted to death and like fan- people who live in San Diego hate that movie. 
You know, that's true. I don't know if I hate it because I don't like it or if it's because I have to live here. Yeah. Um. Oh, Cloudy with a Chance at Meatballs. There you go. I can't. I know there's. Okay, I hate this website. I'm going to close that. We're good. Oh, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah, Elder Scrolls. That was fun. Um, I was talking to a friend. I said, yeah, I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online. He's like, oh, I, I haven't touched that in forever. Like, maybe I'll come back. And it's like, you don't have to. Like, going back to my original point, I was I was in, like, a post-recovery haze. <laughs> so I, think, I think half my, my enjoyment comes from, like, oh, this isn't Warcraft. This will distract me. Sure. It's still got some flaws to it. But I have been enjoying it, sincerely. That's good. I got a pretty pony. And sometimes I get lost and then people kill me. I go, oh, I'm not supposed to go there. I, uh, what have I been doing that's worth talking about? And the answer is, like, probably stuff, but I've, I'm just, like, so disenchanted with the shit I do that I'm just like, no one wants to hear me talk about editing a book or whatever. Bad at talking. Oh, editing's fun, though. We, remember our guest we had on, whose name I can't remember? We've had a couple was it, guests. Was it Chris? Hi, Chris. I'm going to guess it was Chris. Uh, he, he was helping... <laughs> some, someone sent him the script for, like, a visual novel. And I said, hey, will you help, like, read this over and give me notes? And, man, he, he tore it apart. <laughs> he was... He was kind of sharing how uh, how rough it was. I, it, it's it wasn't just like writing things. Like there's those writing problems that I know you hate, where like the tense will change back and forth. Oh yeah, yeah. But there was also stuff like you, you know how it's hard sometimes to write how people talk. Yeah, I don't know. And there's like an art to that. I don't know why people have like, and I, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but like there are some people who are just like, have you ever held a conversation with anybody just ever? Like, it's not, you don't have to, you know, like, okay, but writing, like, perfect, natural, this is amazing dialogue is difficult, but I feel like writing passable dialogue isn't that difficult. It's just people are really bad at it anyways. So, the main character forgot his hearing aid when he left for school, and so that means that he can't talk. Okay. That's not how hearing aids work. No, it is not. No. That this is the degree of um like rewrite status that the script was in. Uh, I I think he actually asked the person specifically, "Have you ever spoken with like a deaf person about like what life is like when you're hearing impaired?" He's like, "No." Like, well, maybe just reach out and get some pointers. Uh, like, I don't know what would inspire somebody to to write a story about something that you know so little. Well, isn't, uh, there's a video game developer, he did the, um, Deadly Premonitions games, right? And I feel like a lot of his current games, he's trying to, like, work with gender and, and things like that, but he clearly has, like, no concept of it, and he's never talked to anybody that has one, because every time he puts out a new game, he pisses off a lot of people who are just like, why do you keep writing these characters if you're not going to do any kind of research? Uh, so I guess this guy's not the only one who's done that at... Oh Honestly, yeah. good on him for at least approaching someone. Be like, hey, can you give me a proofread? Because a worse <laughs> author would have not done that, right? Like, well, and that and to his credit too, he did appreciate the feedback, and it was not an awkward conversation. But 
oh, it, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I have a bad idea or a bad concept and then I'll like, I'll share it with somebody and they come back and go, no, no, it's fine. And this is like, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't polite your way out of it. You have to explain <laughs> some of the problems here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, um, my boss's wife, uh, has talked about writing a book for a very long time. She's got all these notes and she's got this series planned out and it's been like almost 10 years and she was talking to me and she's like, I'm looking at my old notes and I'm like such a different person now that I don't like them anymore. And I, I want to like redo this book and just like the themes are changing and everything. And I think I should just start it. And I was like, yeah, you should. That's what I told you the first time I met you. But she's actually going to do it. Oh, good. Which is which is really exciting, right? And she's like, what, I, you know, trying to pick a day or whatever. And I was like, May 1st. Because it's the first of a month. And it's on a Saturday. So you can kind of plan your day a little better. Like, you know, the, just just do it. And it'll be it'll be fine. Um, but I know she's never really written anything before. And she she started to read somewhat now, which is good. There was a time where she's like, I, I feel like I'm a storyteller and not a reader. And it's like, oh, that is a that is a red flag. Um, but I got her really into audiobooks. She she listens to a lot of audiobooks. She does some reading and I I don't know like first drafts are bad. Um always. And it's totally fine. They're supposed to be awful. I am curious what state hers will be in if she finishes. <laughs> because I, I had the I had the benefit, right, when I approached my first book, it was like, well, I had four years of college, I got an English degree, and all I did was read books, right? Because that was most of our assignments. And so I went in with some understanding of how things are done and with a very good grasp of grammar. It made my life a lot easier as it turned out in the long run. So I, I wish her well, uh, and I wish anybody who's trying to write anything well and always know the first draft is going to be bad and then definitely find beta readers like this guy did because that was the right move he did. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he took the feedback well because that's his own art form, right? Like, I, I used to suck at getting feedback and you just have to like train yourself to do it and put yourself in the right mindset for it uh because you can't fix the problems unless you know what they are and you need to go into editing with being like i'm here to fix this piece of shit nothing but problems man i had a really awkward conversation with somebody where they approached me on discord and they asked if i take commissions because they want me to draw a picture for them and i had like a mental breakdown and like yelled at them and then blocked them on discord Oh no. Cuz I'm not well. I guess. So it's like uh <laughs> if any creatives out there um just just start working and you'll feel better. <laughs> that that first draft might not be good, but that's what a first draft is. And then I'm it's asking you okay. to like draw me a picture and you're like I think about it and I cry and I'm like, "Oh, Cameron's thinking about it. That's that's step one. <laughs> I'm torturing yeah, you." There's a process. Sorry. And I am thinking about it. Uh, there's a couple of people in the writing group I'm in that do artwork. Um, one guy's actually fairly talented, and he's he'll take commissions and, and stuff. His philosophy, based on what I've seen him talk about, I don't agree with. Like, he likes to put a lot of stuff in the backgrounds and make his pictures look what I think really busy and cluttered. Like, he showed a before and after for some commission thing, and, like, the guy was like, I want you to remove, like, half the stuff in the background and just, like, you know, this wall doesn't need to have all these knickknacks on it and pictures and stuff. It, it can just be a wall. And it looked way better when he removed all that stuff. Um, then there's another guy who tries really hard <laughs> and is maybe improving, but 
I, I'm never impressed with anything he shares, and he's usually very excited to share it, and it's like, my guy, you're you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s or whatever, like, gotta know this looks like not great, right? And that you have a ways to go. Um, Man, I, I showed you this painting that Herc did, right? It's like, it looks like a sci-fi novel cover, where there's like yeah. a nebula, but it's a shape of a hand. It's fucking awesome. He's like, he hates that so much that really? he gave up on it and didn't finish it. It looks finished. It looks great. I I know it's he he has he has some like confidence issues that I understand, but also like he has a degree of talent that he actually practices fundamentals and is like developing his art style and improving sure. in a way that I'm not. So when he's when he feels bad about his art, it's like no 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 no. You don't get to feel bad anymore. Yeah, there's a, a guy I follow on Facebook who is a tattoo artist. And, um, like, those, you know, Inktober, right? All about that. And everything everything they post is fantastic. And they're like, ah, I'm kind of, you know, whatever on this. I, I I only had a couple hours. And it's like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> you well-practiced son of a bitch. Because at that point, it's not even, you know, I don't even like throwing out the word talent. It's like, no, you, you, you put in your thousands of hours and you really got good at your craft. It's like, I'm, I'm scrolling through his Discord for more art. And it's like, I, I drew a picture of a mermaid because I thought it looked kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right next to it, the stuff he's working on, it's like, I, I don't have to share my art. I'll just not. It's I feel like it gets harder as we get older where, like, I am so much better at finding the flaws in my stuff. Um, whereas, like, when you're younger, you kind of... You're more open to share and be, like, proud of your stuff. And it, you kind of don't realize that your fundamentals aren't great. But, like, there's there's kind of a beauty there, right? Where, like, I, I'm at a point where, like, I don't want to share certain things unless I know it's really good. And I'm usually not happy with stuff. And I have to force myself to share it or I just don't. I don't know. Like, if I wanted to take up drawing, that would be... A thing to do but also i would be miserable for the first like 100 to 300 hours of it until i was like oh look i can draw lines better now uh step one is done now time for step two and it's it's also like i really i do at some point want to learn how to play that stupid bass guitar but like i also know that i'm gonna be fucking dreadful at it for a long time and that's kind of a hard thing to swallow Especially at my, you know, partly at my age, but also just with my a lot of free time, right? Like, I have to, I have to make time to be bad at this so before I could be good at it, and that's kind of an ask. Oh shit, the skeleton guys, that's a really good drawing. Yeah, Herc's really good. Oh well, I'm not. I would, take, I would take commissions from him, but he'd charge me. He well, I don't know. He might do the same thing I do and have like a mental breakdown and just not do it. I mean, I'm not going to make you do it, Cameron. If you don't want to draw me nothing, you don't have to. Well, no, I think that's interesting. But I, I was really mean to this other guy for no reason. I don't know. <laughs> He'll get over it. I uh, I won't know. I blocked him forever. I don't care. At least, like, someone likes your cartooning enough to want a commission. Like, does that give you well, any warm fuzzies? or? No. I, I don't. No, it doesn't. Oh. It's like, I want to delete everything I've done artistically on the internet and, like, start over with a new name. I like your stuff. I like your cartoon stuff, your comics. Like, I think you do a good job. Nah. 
I don't know, every once in a while, like, I'll see, you know, DC or Marvel or whatever, I'll put out some comic, and, like, the artwork will be really bad, and it's just, like, I can't believe this person is, like, an A-lister, right? Like, they're, they're, they're with Marvel or DC, like, the fucking biggest companies for comic books. Uh, so, I don't know. Some people follow up, I guess. Well, do you want to have a glad space? Uh, sure. Also, are we going to do a music episode next week? Is that still the plan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce those right after this. A okay. word from our sponsors. Uh, Pepsi, that's all. Cool. <clears throat> oh, man, that was a shitty burp. I, I was waiting this whole time, and it was just this little, uh. That was, that was 50 minutes in the waiting. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's awful. I guess, uh, I suppose I should be glad about something, huh? Uh, I mean, you don't have to be. I guess. You know what, I bet, uh, I bet something, this is relatable. My mom made, uh, this, like, turkey casserole this week, and, my god, is that fucking good. I don't even know what's in it. I mean, turkey and noodles and breadcrumbs on the top, and probably, like, gravy or cheese. I don't know, it's all kind of, like, soupy casserole, uh... Sometimes just a really well-cooked meal that you didn't cook. Fucking great. Like, god damn yeah. it. It's just like, this is the best. This is so warm and filling. And I just want to, oh, like, yeah. just, like, curl up with a book and a blanket now. And, and it can rain and it's okay because I'm inside and I'm full and the, the meal's still warm. And I'm all glowing from the inside. God damn, was that good food. Yeah, that's a that's a good feeling. That's a good pick. What about you, Cameron? What you glad about? Oh, so I lucked out, and I finally got a PS5. Oh, cool. And I'm playing Astra's Playroom, which is like the pack-in game that's like a tech demo that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's mostly about the controller. Like, look at the different things the controller can do. Like, it has the weird triggers, and um, and the rumble is really good. Like, it, it's kind of weird how, how sensitive the rumbling is. Like... There's a part where a bunch of robots fall into the controller on the screen. And as you turn the controller around, you can feel like, oh, yeah, there's like 10 in there. Oh, that's cool. It's like, it's I don't know exactly how they do it. It's really interesting. Um, But then, like, you'll walk through a sandstorm, and it feels like specks of sand are buffeting the controller. And then later you walk through a snowstorm, and it feels different. Nice. And it's like, I don't even know how you program that. Like, how do you... Let alone pull it off, but it's like, how do you even measure what that's supposed to feel like? Uh, but all that's neat. Like, you run through, and it's like a museum, uh, like a nostalgia museum of PlayStation history. So you collect all these peripherals and, and the systems and stuff. There's like a PlayStation 1 world where you find like a memory card, and here's a game, and here's what the controller looked like, and here's the first DualShock controller. And it, what was weird is like, I like the old stuff because it's nostalgic. But getting to the PS4 world, like I got the, I got the, <laughs> it's weird. There's like an HDMI adapter for the VR headset, which is like a box that there's a wire in the back that plugs in the PS4. And then there's two wires in the front that plug into the VR headset. And to access the slot on the front, you have to like slide the box half open so that you can fasten the wires in like really secure. And then you slide the box back to hold the wires in place. Okay. And it's this weird visceral thing when you open it out of the box the first time. 
And in game, when I found this artifact of the VR headset adapter, it like pops up on screen. It's like, oh, cool. And you, you move the controller and it like moves around in 3D space, right? But also, like, I touched the touchpad and it snapped open the box halfway with the same sound. And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like so real. But the part that surprised me the most is like the final boss of the game. You go through this, like, this whole like TV world and there's like a black screen and you fight the T-Rex from the tech demo from the first PlayStation when they were just showing off the 3d rendering. And that is such a bizarre callback. Cause I don't know anyone that like brings that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have you even seen it. No, it it's like a, there's a reverence for PlayStation history that, I feel like I've never seen PlayStation celebrate its own history in this way. It's the kind of thing that like Nintendo will do. Um and this all this whole thing felt more Nintendo than Nintendo's been doing. That's pretty cool. Here I'll show it to you there. There you go. Do-do-do. So have you ever seen that before? No. Yeah, (laughs) I guess few people have, because I see people, like, Googling, like, what's the T-Rex about? Um, That's cool. And it just, it put the biggest grin on my face, like, doing this boss fight. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy, either. Like, I I was able to do it on my first try, but there were a couple, like, real close moments where it's like, oh, wow, they really, they kind of expect you to know how to play a game. This isn't for babies in a way that, like, respected my intelligence as someone that's been playing since the first PlayStation. And it's like, yeah, wow, this is this is really nice. <laughs> so It's a cool fight. Yeah, Astro's Playroom was a hoot and a half. It's just, like, I like that it's cute. Like, it feels... Yeah. It feels very Nintendo watching it. Well, and, and another thing, like, when you're running through the levels, um, they aren't, like, constant nostalgia stuff. But you'll notice details like there's little platforms on the wall, but they're like PS4 triggers or you have to walk a tightrope. But at the end of the tightrope, you realize it's a cable to a PlayStation controller and you'll see little robots in the background. And sometimes they'll be acting out a game and you can kind of recognize what game it is. Like you'll see two that are like hiding around a corner and they're scared or something. But one of them has a backpack. And you look around the corner and there's another robot and he has like a giant mushroom on his head. And it's like, oh, wait, this is The Last of Us. And it's just really, really cute. Or there was like another one where I came around the corner and a robot's being like shot into the air and it's being like juggled with these like bolts of fire. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what's that about? And I jump down there and it's a literal just Dante from Devil May Cry um, juggling, (laughs) doing an air combo. And it just like it put a smile on my face. Or it's like each little thing triggers a memory in a really intelligent way. Yeah, that that sounds pretty cool. Oops, like that. There we go. It's kind of neat when like a tech, they're like a demo disc, right, or something like. I mean, we haven't really had those in forever either. And so the idea, yeah. like, it's like, oh, there is one, and also it's good. Well, yeah, I was actually thinking back to when I got a PS4, and when I got it, um. The first thing, like, my memory of playing the PS4 was literally, uh, well, what's free on, like, the PlayStation Gold account? Uh, there's this weird, like, indie shooter, I guess. So I played that a little bit, and I got bored. 
Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a introduction to, like, this is your new system. And PS5, like, I think it has some problems, and I don't like how it looks. But, man, the presentation, like, the setup was super fast. Um, It imported all my account stuff really fast. Uh, it So far, so good. It works. Yay. It's, um... It's kind of impressing me. I'm I'm happy to have it. But that's all. Cool. Uh, so, okay. Oh, we sorry. Did you want to... In, yeah, next no, no, week. No, was, next week, where we talked about doing a listening party, and I feel like we've had a bit of back and forth on what, what to make the other listen to. I'm curious what you ended up deciding. So I did settle on Arcade Fire. Okay, cool. And actually, I want to pick their first album, which is Funeral. Uh, there's a song on there that I listen to a lot. And at some point, like YouTube automatically recommended another song from that album. And it's like, oh, I like this too. And I look into it and it's like, oh, it's the same album, but it has like a slightly different tone. And I thought like, well, let's just let's sit down and maybe try it out. Um, I actually tried one of the more recent albums. Because I thought maybe like that would be more interesting to talk about, and we'll we'll talk about this more next week. But I'm I'm deciding on this first one. Okay, I don't think I've heard their first one, so that should be fun. I've heard some of their music, but it's probably been more recent to mid discography. I think they were because they did a song for Big Hero Six, right? They might have. I think that was like the first time I like heard of them and listened to their music. So anything prior to that is going to be brand new to me. So I, I will say, yeah, I will say this first one, it doesn't feel like overly produced, like it's maybe underproduced, but that feels intentional. Sure. Maybe it wasn't because their later stuff is like, it's so polished that I feel like some of the charm is gone. Yeah, I man, that that's something we can talk about, too. But the, the yeah. level of polish in a record can make a lot of difference. And sometimes... It can go either way, right? Like, I listen to a lot of poorly produced black metal, so I'm totally fine with, like, a rough record. And then you get to a point where, like, okay, but did you have to record, like, with a headset? Like, what the fuck, guy? Right. There, <laughs> there, there is a give and take there. Yeah, so that'll um, be but interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into that. I might actually listen to one of their more recent albums, too, just to contrast better. But anyone out there that wants to listen along, it's Arcade Fire Funeral. Cool. Um... I have a question for you. If I, if I, so I have a couple picks that I could do, and I, I had one decided, uh, and then I'm actually going to make the comics podcast listen to that. And I don't know if I want to talk about that album two weeks in a row because I'll probably just repeat myself. So I'm wondering if I want you to listen to Kardashev or Neoblivascaris. Which one's Kardashev? So that Kardashev, Kardashev is the, um, the market, my vocal coach. That's his band. Oh, oh, you sh- you did show me a little bit. So, have I made you listen to Nea Blivascaris before? Uh, if I can't pronounce it, I'm going to have trouble remembering it. Um, I'll type it out for you. Sorry, I'm just, like, spacing out a bit. Oh, I spelled it wrong. This is what happens when, uh... When you have fucking band names of like, and this is like a Latin word, so it's not like they made this up, but there are so many dumb band names. You're just like, fuck you. How, how do you pronounce that? Why, why would you put, call yourself Shalmagognar and then like have your font be so unreadable that, like, how is that good for branding? Dude, this sounds cool. Um, 
So my, my pick then is going to be uh, Nebula Viscaris, their album Citadel, which is their second album. Okay. Uh, it is by far and away my favorite album by them and probably one of my favorite albums. I listen to it quite a bit. Uh, for the listeners who want to check it out, it's N-E-O-B-L-I-V-I-S-C-A-R-I-S. Or check in the show notes and then I'll have a link to the YouTube. That that works too. Um it's technically like only three songs. They're just like two of them are like fifteen minutes long. Yeah, I'm I'm skimming a bit and this is gonna be fun. So yeah, we'll we'll have um also a little bit of a different tone too. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, yeah, this will this will be cool. Also, I, you guys should listen to Kardashev if you get bored. Mark's band's really good. Um the only one of the other reasons I've decided not to go with him is he's they've repriced his vocal lessons and I'm kind of like on the bottom end because I don't want to buy multiple lessons at a time and, and I I don't get a lesson this month. Like he ran out of spots and I'm kinda of pissed. <laughs> and it's not even his fault, like dude's gotta make money. Oh yeah. Um but, but it's, it's not annoying. a fun situation to be in, yeah. No, it, it could be better. His music's fantastic though. I fucking love his music a lot. Yeah. I, I was talking to you about getting some, like, software to remix stuff to make, like, funny songs. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it just like my drawings, I'll probably make something that I'm kind of proud of and go, no one can ever hear this and delete it. Because I don't, I don't know enough about music. I'll embarrass myself. I've been trying to do a vocal cover of a Shinedown song for the past two weeks, and I've done so many takes, and some of them are like, I did it, that's the take. It's not good enough to share, though. And then I delete it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I did a good job this one. My body language looks like shit because I was filming myself. I was like, I'm going to put this on YouTube so you can see me do it. And it's like, oh, I look like such a tool, though. Can't do this one. <laughs> oh, everything is difficult and existence is pain. Yeah. It's weird, though, because I really love indie stuff. Um, I don't need AAA polish to enjoy something. So you think I would be, like, less bashful about sharing my own stuff? But man, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I hope everyone out there is doing good. Yeah, me too. Um, Do your homework and listen along, and we'll have a really fun chat next week. Yay! I'm excited. Yay. Yeah, see you then, everybody. Bye.